This is Table Talk, your premier competitive Warhammer 40K Houston podcast. We review new content and releases, interview some of the brightest minds in Houston 40K, and talk gameplay and tactics to help you level up your Warhammer 40K game. This is a Team Eden production sponsored by Eden Games. Now for your Table Talk host, Chad Stubblefield. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Table Talk. As always, I am your host, Chad Stubblefield, and as sometimes usually maybe, Kevin McCormick is not here on this episode with me. Um, he's he's in the office, but I figured this would be a good uh, preemptive episode to the regular episode that we do uh, throughout the week. So, um just to explain, um, before we get started, today's episode will be about, I wanted to do something special, um, something that would feel uh, unique and would reward people stepping outside of the meta norm when it came to our RTT events, right? So I value RTTs as the lowest level of the competitive events, um, so I don't put like too much stock in them. They're where I'll usually try to test things or sort things out in my list design methodologies and figure out, hey, maybe this works, maybe it doesn't. This is a good place to try it before I try it at like a six-round event or a five-round event. Um, so that being said, I wanted to reward those people that stepped out of the meta norm and tried something that could be meta but is a little bit different. So um, we're going to be going over the list today that I chose as the uh, kind of, I'm, I'm titling it the the Eden list of the month. Uh, what it really is, is it is a list that someone brought to our RTT, our normal monthly RTT that we hold at Eden, um, that stepped out of the box a little bit and still put up a fairly reasonable performance. So um, I will never have like a triple loss list on on this type of episode. Um, you, you had to at least get one loss and put up a solid performance in the rest of the rounds for me to even remotely kind of consider you for this type of episode. So, um, that's something to look forward to. The, this person did win store credit for this. Um, they also won two Ed and Branded Dice, um, as well as the ability to have their list featured on this episode. So that's a cool thing. Um, before we get started, I do want to shout out our sponsors. So make sure you check out rexerslasers.com where you can find all of Joey's amazing game aids, terrain, all the things that him and his wife designs that just kind of makes playing Warhammer a lot easier. Uh, go to rexerslasers.com um, where they ship, I know, at least domestically, uh, possibly internationally. And then make, make sure you check out edengames.com. Uh, this is a Team Edden production sponsored completely by Edden Games and Rexers Lasers. Uh, go to edengames.com where you can find all your wargaming, hobbying, uh, board game, uh, all sorts of things. Just all sorts, all all sorts of things. So check it out. Uh, that's e t t i n g a m e s dot com. Um, also, shipping's free domestically over a hundred dollars. So that's pretty neat in and of itself. Uh, so let's dive into it. This is going to be a quick episode, uh, just highlighting this list, uh, my thoughts on it, things that I would personally change. And uh, we'll go from there. So what we have here is we have um, Franklin Cooper. So shout-outs to Franklin. Uh, he went one and two with 
this list and um, I'll highlight his path to victory slash his losses um, after we go over the list. So let me get to that. <clears throat> okay, so uh, this is a Tau list, um, but instead of being more akin to like uh, Colin McDade's Warzone winning list, which was pretty heavy on the crisis and the the regular the the guys you always see, right? The the Cold Star and the big Crisis brick and all those things that it has going for it. Um, this list instead takes the approach of same, same, but very different, right? <clears throat> and what I mean by that is we have here a list that uh, brings all the big stompy robots that Franklin wanted to play with. And I really appreciate lists like this. My uh, former roommate, Brandon, who's also on the team, uh, played a Storm Surge at Warzone, and I... <laughs> I love the Storm Surge. Uh, I, I love the big shots, the dispersed shots. Um, I think it has a lot of value to it. I think the Titanic keyword can be extremely valuable on a lot of terrain sets. Um, and I think it's especially valuable in the uh, kind of the GW style format where you're, if you can get the Storm Surge somewhat to the middle or cut an angle into the middle, then you can step into one terrain piece and see everything, right? Um, so this event was using GW Train setup number two. Um, there was a lot of weird missions that we found. I'll probably go with setup three next event. Um, setup two has um, a lot of weird um, player placed objectives, things like that. The, the the otter missions are typically akin to setup number two. So to dive into the list, Franklin brought Anva. So a cool 65-point uh, kind of Blue Scribes-ish lone-op character. I don't mind that. I, I also don't mind lone-op in a um, list where you're trying to spot, right? So you have your, like, quick little spotters, and we'll get to those later in the list, but you can really have something that spots for the midboard and still is, is at no threat of um, getting shot or anything like that um, with something like Anva. So... I, I was I Franklin wasn't super high on it. I think Anva was uh, is a cool choice. I think Anva does um, a lot of what you want something like this to do. Right, the changeling can kind of protect itself. Uh, Anva can kind of protect herself itself, whichever. Um, we have Commander Shadow Sun, which is the Warlord. Um, pretty pretty standard choice. Uh, we do have a Cold Star Commander, so that's probably with Exemplar of the Kalyan. And so that's going to be with the big um, Crisis Brick we'll get to later. And then we have Dark Strider, um, which is another uh, uh, phenomenal cheap utility character, in my opinion. Um, next, we have the big Crisis Brick uh, with all cyclic, uh, all the shield generators. So tons of wounds. Um, uh, Franklin can start them off the board, and they can really be a valuable asset that kind of comes in and cuts those angles that the big mechs don't want to. Um it's, I mean, you've seen it. They, it's fast once it's there. Um, it can start on the board and be very fast depending on the terrain setup. So big fan of this, The you know, at least one big brick. I think that's a concession to having to play to the meta in some capacity. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not against it at all. Next we have a ghost kill, um, which I'll get to the ghost kill later. 
Uh, the Ghost Kill does have Lone Op and does have the uh, Ion Raker and the Twin Fusion Blaster. And then next we have a Pathfinder team, which was a concession to needing, um, feeling the need to have more spotting, right? I think I think Franklin had explained that to me that because the um, before I put my foot in my mouth, but um, because the Pathfinder team can spot for uh, multiple targets, let me get to that. Once per turn, when using the Greater Good, you can select this to be an Observer unit. Okay. Yeah, for a second time. So this was him making sure that because he's spending so much points on the big break and the big mechs and all these things that he absolutely has enough spotters. I'll get to this choice also again later. So Next we have a Riptide um, with the Twin Plasma Rifle and the Ion Accelerator. Um, same thing, we have a second Riptide. Riptides are very cheap, 180 points, amazing utility. We have two units of stealth battle suits. Uh, stealth are great, so they give you, whenever they're the observer, they give you full rerolls to wound, which can be very good against especially the uh, the bigger, tougher targets in the meta when you are trying to take those out. Um, and again, this is another choice I'll get to later. I like all the choices here. This is a, is a phenomenally well-thought-out list, but I, I do want to take it to a level of where would I go after this, so... Um, and then we have the Storm Surge with the Cluster Rockets, the Pulse Blast Cannon, the Twin Burst Cannon, and two times the Twin Smart Missile System. So just something that has that keyword where you can just touch into any terrain, stand on your home objective, screen fairly well, and see a lot of the board. Um, I, I'm not as soft on the Storm Surge as a lot of people are. I, I think that it can be... A very good choice depending on the terrain and depending on the meta at the time. And I think that the um, the Storm Surge was a successful choice at this event. And then we have two units of two Tetras to round out the list. Um, Tetras giving you reroll hits. Um, so let me dive into the changes I would make to this list. And then we'll talk about Franklin's win slash loss uh, pathway throughout this event. So the changes that I would make is I would actually cut one of the stealth uh, battlesuit units. They are extremely cheap, um, but I don't know that you in this style of list need reroll wounds except in maybe one area, like one focused area, right? I think you have enough firepower and I think you have enough support that um, maybe if you have more crisis bricks, I would lean into the stealth uh, like another unit. I just don't know that this list wants them. Um, you definitely want one unit. I don't know that you want two. Uh, the next thing that I would hack and slash is the Pathfinder team. Um, so now we're at 150 points that we just bought ourselves. And um, uh, I just don't know. You don't need the double spotting. I think if uh, the lone op characters have been played a little differently then maybe they they do that for you. The Pathfinders aren't doing anything that one of those characters can't do, right? <clears throat> and then the last thing is the Ghost Kill. I I don't I I wouldn't have personally chosen the Ghost Kill. Um I man, I I was really high on the Ghost Kill at the beginning of the edition because like Lone Op super crazy. Well, Lone Op on a decently high toughness big battle suit even crazier, you know? Like you want to look at it and you want to say like this is going to do a lot, but it really just doesn't do much. 
Um, it often ends up acting like an observer for a unit that can do more. Um, so it just doesn't quite have enough firepower on its own. Um, and Dark Strider's cool. Either it or Anva or like something else that I would cut. And then I would, so at this point we've got 90, let's say it's Dark Strider, 150. Um, and then we cut eight battle suits, so that's 190. And then, yeah, that should be it. Yeah, so 190 points, what does that buy us? That actually buys us, people are going to hate me for this. I don't think they will. Uh, that buys us another Riptide. I like the other Riptide. Um, it, that puts us at 1990. I don't hate 1990. Um, the Riptide is just extremely exceptional for its points value in my opinion and if you're going to lean into the meme i think you lean into it hard um so what does the riptide give us so we're already at two right so abundance in numbers we get a toughness nine 14 wound four oc two plus save big battle suit that really is going to have a lot a lot a lot of shooting behind it so um, the ion accelerator, the missile drones, and the twin plasma rifle. Um, the twin plasma rifle is going to give us the strength 8 minus 3 AP 3 damage twin linked. Um, we're going to have the ion accelerator for a good amount of shots, also at strength 8 minus 3 4 damage. Um, 72 inch range, which is actually pretty good on a GW format board where you can touch into the middle and see the rest. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I like that. That's the way I would go. So, like, I would go full meme um, at that point. I don't think there's like much in the game if you play your assets correctly that deals with all of it, especially at a two plus save and on GW board where there's, I mean, just there like people joke about cover being everywhere. It covers everywhere on a GW board. Like the new the new boards are dense, um, but they're dense to like a fault, right? They're dense around your deployment zone and in the middle. But then once you touch into the middle, you can see through the rest of the middle typically and almost into someone's deployment zone except for that big ruin. So um, I, I would have liked the additional Riptide. I think then you have enough to still spot, right? So your dedicated spotting units are Tetra Tetra, Stealth, um, and then the... Oh, yeah, and then cutting the, the actual Ghost Kill itself so that... You, you probably keep then the, the second stealth team, and I think that's actually right around the right amount of points. So if we cut just Pathfinder Ghost Keel, then we end up at 250 points. Um, that's free. And then you can go Riptide, and then there's 70 points free. Um, And then if you cut one of the other, like like I said, like the Dark Strider. Um, yeah, I think then you, you would keep the second stealth unit. And I would almost want another Tetra unit, maybe another enhancement, but then all of your characters are named characters. So that's a little interesting. Uh, maybe some crew to fill out the points if you're really worried about just having dudes that do things. Um... Uh, I, I for sure, I think one a third. I, I think you go like full trip tide at this point uh, once you've leaned into this style of list um, with just a few more 
piddly assets to play the game, or like I said, those are utilizing the loan op characters in a very different way. Um, I can be down for this, but I like the list as is. I like the thought process behind it. Um, like I said, it's very different than like the traditional list, like something that won uh, Warzone. Um, but it's something that can give you some really favorable and very good matchups. Uh, next, let me see if we can go to Franklin's Wind Path. So something I wanted to do was provide some like potential tips, tricks, things you can do in the matchups that he found. Um, let me see. Um, so pairings. All right. So round one was uh, Dawn of War player placed objectives. Um, and then I think priority target. And so Franklin lost 88 to 73 against Connor. And Connor was playing um, Space Marines, a little little bit of an interesting take on what is very traditional. So the new Space Marine book was not in effect for this event. Uh, so this was just a Gladius detachment and rerolling hits and wounds. Um, this matchup wanted Franklin to like maybe be on a more traditional list or take a different approach to the matchup. But even then, extremely close. I think that the uh, he has a lot of, like, really good marine killing assets and a finite amount of big stuff killing assets. And maybe that, that does warrant something like the second stealth squad, especially with Space Marines and Land Raiders and all of these sorts of things kind of beeping and bopping through the meta. Um... I can definitely see that and where the reroll wounds would come into effect. I think the big trick in any Tau game is making sure that you actually get to your faction bonus before your opponent just kind of shreks you out of the game, right? Um, you you really don't want to expose too much because as you have less resources, even those like piddly spotter units, then your efficiency goes way down and you'd rather be efficient while also having sustained and kind of really going off towards the back half of the game. So um, I think I think this matchup, like a lot of others for Tal, wants you to play KG and then kind of dominate the late game with all of your assets. Uh, <clears throat> but even then, I mean, close score difference. This might have been like secondary choice really is what it boiled down to. Um, I was not there for the entirety of the game. I do know it was pretty funny, uh, Connor, for... <laughs> Connor forgot that you could just, like, win the roll-off to switch sides, and so he had placed objectives super suboptimally very close to himself and uh, almost got punished for it. Next, Franklin won against Space Marines. Um, so this is going to be a more kind of, honestly, his first round probably prepared him for the next round. Um, this Space Marine list was really heavy on, it It had a Torgaradon, so more of an Imperial Fist kind of take. Big block of heavy intercessors, uh, the aggressors in the land raider, multiple gladiator lancers, big hellblaster squad. That's where his um, bolter discipline was, and um, a couple inceptor squads to really play the mission. So this is this is um, this is a style list that could really have caught Franklin's uh, slipping, and he kind of reverted what ended up happening in the previous round. So this was eighty five to seventy four. Um, this mission. 
to my knowledge, was... I can't remember what this mission was. I, it might have been the one where you, you split the middle and you have six objectives and then um, maybe burning the objectives. I, I, I can't quite remember what the round was. Uh, but he did what he needed to do, um, and you, like I said, he really he he does have the firepower in this list to really tear apart space marines, and I'm sure the uh, the heavy intercessors got eaten alive in this matchup where they like necessarily wouldn't in other matchups. And then for the final round, um, again, I believe so. Not a very close game, and 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 it was against. The, the other list that I almost covered, which was Ryan Young's uh, Gene Steeler Colts. So Ryan chose to go heavy on Aberrants. Not too heavy, right? It wasn't a 3x10, but it was 2x10. And um, it really, like, I, I, I saw a good portion of this game. And Franklin really got punished by the, like, the 4-up field no pains. And um, it just... It's, Gene Steeler Colts are very weird. You're either good into them or you're bad into them, and it doesn't feel like there's a middle, right? And so he, it, it did feel like his list probably wanted more of the Crisis Bricks. It probably wanted to be more of a traditional style list in this matchup, whereas his current style list would have been, like, good into Marine bodies and things like that. It's not necessarily, I mean, six shots against 20 people or 20 dudes in a squad is really nothing, and you might not even have those six shots because he just takes you out on his drop turn. Um, so that that's where it really fell apart for him, but two really, really close games and only one like super heavily skewed matchup. I like this list a lot. Um, I do want to see more like it um, coming to our Ed and Meta games. Um, I just... I'm a big fan of, like I said, stepping out of the box for something like an RTT. I, I want to reward that at our events. And I really, really like the approach that um, Franklin had taken, which was, which was to aim for that, right? He wanted to aim for just a super interesting, uh, off-the-beaten-path style of list. I would have leaned into it harder, right? Like, I would have cut some of the assets for the, um, the Riptide. For, for another Riptide. So, yeah, uh, that's all I have for you today. We will have another episode, like I said, later on in the week uh, at our normal time, releasing on Sunday. I uh, just wanted to give you all a little something and reward um, this player for their good behavior and for following the, uh, following the intended path and trying out and letting us see some stats on something that really can work but is not what is traditional when it comes to this style of army um thank you all for listening uh, make sure you check out the patreon if you feel like supporting the channel in any sort of way and i will see y'all this sunday when we release a uh more traditional style podcast episode and probably focused on uh dragon slayer the dragon slayer open which i'll be going to next week so uh, again thank y'all and have a great week Thank you for listening to Table Talk. Join us each week for more competitive Warhammer 40k content, reviews, interviews, and all-around strategy discussions. This is a Team Eden production sponsored by Eden Games, located in Humble, Texas. For articles, coaching sessions, and all your wargaming needs, go to EdenGames.com. <laughs>
Your wargaming adventures begin here at ngames.com.